Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Okay, we are back. Tim and Julie Harris broadcasting live from a mostly cloudy, lovely Austin, Texas. So a lot in the news of late. Obviously, a lot of conversations about News Corp buying out Move.com. Um, you know, this does matter. It's been interesting to me as I was researching the topic for today's radio show how different, um, I would say, uh, pundits have been responding to this, all the way from, you know, Wall Street, uh, you know, Inman News Features, to all the other real estate bloggers that I kind of, you know, glance at their blogs occasionally, trying to see what their reaction is to this merger. And to be honest with you, I think none of them are getting it right. And on today's show, Julie and I are going to tell you exactly how essentially Realtor.com being bought by uh, News Corp, which owns Fox News, which owns, I mean, all kinds of different media outlets around the world. I'm sorry, Julie? And the Wall Street Journal and Barron's, I mean, a big company. Yeah, they're a big company, and they're about as far outside of the normal real estate space as you can possibly get. So we're going to talk today about what we expect to happen now that essentially, well, not even essentially, now that Realtor.com, our online brand, you know, the real estate industry's online brand is literally quite, uh, you know, quite literally no longer in the control of the National Association of Realtors. So we're going to talk about that today, um, and we are going to talk about the ramifications it's going to have on your business. Because like I said, I do think it's going to be profound. It is going to be noticeable. And uh, we're going to tell you exactly what you need to do about it. But before we get to that, Julie, any interesting experiences you had from your coaching schedule today? Because I know you and I have both been on uh, free coaching calls and also normal client calls most of the day. Yes. Well, I have had a lot of great feedback from my one-on-one clients, my private clients, who have been working hard on their pre-listing package, but specifically a little insert that we have created for them for the pre-listing package known as the Seller's Survival Guide which is essentially giving the sellers the right questions to ask of any agents they're competing with or any agents they're considering listing with, along with our clients' real answers. In other words, what the answer should be. And so we've had a lot of really great feedback on what a huge impact that's making, where now they have the confidence if they're going on a listing appointment, assuming the seller has to sell, our clients are taking it every time, which is pretty exciting. Well, so let's drill down on what that idea is because we have to remember, Julie, not all these guys are our students. So here's how it works. is when you send your pre-listing pack, and part of our uh, coaching program is we show you, well, frankly, we give you a pre-listing pack. And it's not an amateurish one that a lot of you guys have been using. It's not the kind that are we like your broker gives you where it's just a bunch you. of crap stuffed into a folder. It's not mm-hmm. something that's like every other agent in your office is using. This is something that's specifically customized to you that's making it, frankly, so that the seller is really compelled to listen to you. Um, 
very powerful, I would say, of all the things that we teach you when you become one of our coaching students, how to effectively use a pre-listing package, probably one of the most top ten, most powerful money-making things we're going to show you how to do. One of the inserts, as Julie was just saying, is a uh, – it can be ten questions or twenty questions, just depending um, – questions you give to the seller. Now, I want you to think about this. So you're essentially scripting the seller what questions to ask any other agents that they may be interviewing. Now, I want you guys to think about that for a second. If you were competing against an agent and you showed up, you know, you knew you were competing against two or three agents, and you showed up at this listing appointment, and the seller had in front of them all these really well thought out, and let's be honest, you know, tough questions to answer. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And they're sitting there waiting for you to show up so they could ask you these questions because the other agent had scripted the seller on what questions to ask other agents. In other words, the questions agents hate to hear. Okay. How nervous would you be? How off your game would you be if all of a sudden you were, in essence, being interrogated by the seller? Now, what kind of questions are on this questionnaire? What is your list-to-sell price ratio? What is your average days in the market? You know, what it, tell me about your guaranteed home sale program. Tell me about your communications guarantee. You know, how long have you been in the real estate business? How da 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 da. Every one of you no longer how no long you know, you've some of you've been in the business forever. Some of you've been in the business just a matter of you know years, maybe months. All of you have your strengths and all of you have your weaknesses, and you can sculpt the questions around what your strengths are, making it so when the seller is asking your competitors, your potential competitors, the questions, that what happens is they, you know, like for example, what is your average list to sell price ratio? And I remember Julie and I, when we sold real estate, was something like 99.7%. Matter of fact, I think that's what it was. And according to the local Columbus Board of Realtors MLS, the average agent's average, uh, list to sell price ratio at the same time was something like, I think it was 94.2% or something. So literally, when a seller listed their home with us, we would sell it statistically for closer to the asking price than the agents in the MLS would, right? So it was obvious to any seller that statistically, when they list with Tim and Julie, they're going to sell the house for closer to asking price, i.e. more than they would if they listed with the average agent. Now, I just explained to you guys the question. I explained to you how we would answer the question and how our students answer the question. You know, now if your list of sell price ratio stinks, or if you don't have one because you haven't yet learned how to be a listing agent, well then you can use your broker's uh, list of sell price ratio. Just disclose it. The point is, is you're giving the seller questions that are going to be putting your competitors on their heels. And that's just one of the aspects of our pre-listing pack. Guys, it's competition. There is no second place. You only get paid for winning the listing and getting it sold. So you might as well go into these opportunities with your eyes open, knowing that you're truly going to have to compete. So, Julie, yeah, I mean, that is, you know, nothing is more exciting. Well, I mean, let's be honest, a lot of things are more exciting, but nothing is as much fun, I'd say, as a coaching call where you're with an agent who's, you know, new to us maybe, who's never, mm-hmm. you know, who's finally gotten around to getting their pre-listing pack completely done, used it for the first time, you know, mm-hmm. and beat out some fierce competitors that maybe they would have been intimidated by before. Yeah, maybe they the wouldn't have even that, gone on the appointment before because they knew who their competition was, and now the tables have been turned. I mean, imagine it puts you in a position to be in control at that appointment, but it puts your competitors very much not in control because the seller's in control. I mean, it's a pretty amazing thing, the confidence it gives our clients to take those listings. So I'm just really proud of all of them for implementing that and doing it quickly and immediately seeing results. Yeah, I'll tell you another trend I'm seeing. Uh, already we're hearing the oh, I'm going to wait till after the holidays objection, yeah. right? That's mm-hmm. another thing. You know, It's barely October, and that objection mm-hmm. is already being tossed around. 
you can imagine how uh, much you're going to be hearing that in about another uh, month. So what we're going to be doing is a radio show, maybe this week, definitely next week, if not this week, on how to overcome all the typical holiday objections that you're going to hear this time of year. You know, they're hard to overcome. There is no – even my best objection, Julie and I's best objection handlers – still are not going to overcome every seller who doesn't want to be bothered during the holidays. I get it. But the fact is, is if you have a seller that's out there and they're going to list in the spring and they're quite confident of it, and you know it, you've got to assume that 10 other agents know it as well. So whichever agent gets the contract signed first obviously wins. And our suggestion to you, and we're going to give you specific scripts on this, like I said in the upcoming radio show, our suggestion to you is actually get a listing contract signed now and, ex- and explain to the seller the benefits of you having it as a pocket listing over the holidays. You having it as a pocket listing, which basically will make it so possible you could even sell it after just a couple showings, and they don't have to be inconvenienced with the whole rigmarole of having the house for sale. I mean, it's not foolproof, that objection handler, but the point is, is you're getting the contract signed. That's the main thing. So we're going to talk about all these points on an upcoming radio show. And so in the meantime, the topic of today's radio show is, Miss Julie? The topic of the radio show is the buying of Realtor.com by News Corp and how it affects you guys. Why do you care and what are you supposed to do about it? That's right. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back... According to the National Association of Realtors, only 10% of agents complete an amazing 90% of all transactions because they have a coach. If you want the production and performance that comes with being a top producer, then you need one too. Not just any coach, but the leaders in coaching today, Tim and Julie Harris. Don't just take our word for it. Listen to what HGTV star and Atlanta top producer Colette McDonald has to say. Hi, my name is Colette McDonald, and I'm with Remax in Atlanta, Georgia. I just wanted to take a moment and give a shout out to Tim and Julie Harris. I've been a coaching client of theirs for the last four years. When I first started in this business 12 years ago, I was very successful, did a great amount of business, averaged between 8 and $10 million a year. When I contracted with Tim and Julie to be my graduate level coaches, my production increased by 20% per year. I am now trending 30 million this year. That's amazing results over four years of working with Tim and Julie Harris. I highly recommend them. Tiger Woods has a coach. And why does he have a coach? Because he can't see his swing. If you do what they tell you to, you will see huge results. I am living proof. Only Tim and Julie Harris provide powerful one-on-one coaching along with all the lead generation systems, scripts, presentations, team building, and business planning tools you need to dominate your real estate market. We offer affordable pricing with no long-term contracts, and our entire coaching staff are trained professional agents with top producing track records. Take action now and visit us online at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to schedule your free coaching call. There's no risk, no obligation, just a free, personal, one-on-one call with a trained professional coach. Join the elite 10% of agents who make all the difference in today's market. Visit freecoachingcallsforagents.com to get started. Again, that's freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Okay, we are back. So, again, in case you weren't aware of it, um, Realtor.com, which is essentially managed and run by Move.com, 
was sold to News Corp. And News Corp, and you guys can research this on your own if you haven't read about it already. News Corp is this international company that's owned by Rupert Murdoch. And I think Rupert Murdoch, if I'm being honest, is probably most famous for owning Fox News. So I'm not casting dispersions or anything like that, so please don't you know, translate what I'm saying incorrectly. Um, the reality of it is, is News Corp is this massive media conglomerate, and they own, you know, as Julia's kind of rattling off some of the big brands that they own, but they own stuff everywhere. As a media company, their primary motivation is not what you will think to be in alignment with what hopefully Move.com's motivation was when it came to running Realtor.com. So Julie's got a snippet from an article that we got from our friends at the National Association of Realtors. So Julie, if you want to just jump right in, go ahead. Sure. Okay. So according to president of NAR, Steve Brown, he said, he said the partnership will help shape the future of real estate. News Corp's ability to reach and engage consumers combined with Realtor.com's quality content and the real insights Realtors provide will transform the current landscape. Well, they went on to say, uh, News Corp said, we intend to use our media platforms and compelling content to turbocharge traffic growth and create the most successful real estate website in the U.S., and keep in mind, they've already done this in Australia, so this is not like a brand new idea to them. They already have that track record. That's according to Robert Thompson, uh, CEO of News Corp. We're building on our existing real estate expertise and expect to leverage the potential of Move and its valuable connections with realtors and consumers around the country. So, Tim, if I'm out there, I'm you know I'm an agent making my living this way. I'm a full-time professional, going on appointments, helping lots of people. What do I do with this information? Well, okay, so how does it affect you now? doesn't. No one's yeah. going to care. won't make a difference. How will it affect you in the future? Well, what News Corp has done around the country, around the world for that matter, is they've had, they have a tendency to take their existing, you know, these, they buy these existing companies and that they essentially will treat them essentially as little piggy banks. And if you look at the other things that they've bought around the country, again, that's what they've done. They've tried to monetize uh, those media outlets. In other words, they have really drilled down on saying, hey, we just paid, I think they paid uh, Move.com almost a billion dollars. We just paid you a billion dollars. Uh, we're going to focus on getting a return on that investment. That's their job. They are, you know, that's their job as, you know, capitalists. As a publicly traded company, they're supposed to make money. Makes sense. How does that translate to you? Obviously, Move.com makes 99.9% .9 of all their money with the exception of the money they're making from List Hub, makes almost all their money from where? You guys. Selling you guys ads, top producer, all these other different things. So now that uh, you know, News Corp essentially is running Move.com, and they're going to be, you know, we can assume that they're going to be replacing all Move.com's management. I mean, that's, again, I was researching this, and that's typically what News Corp does. I mean, again, doesn't really directly affect you guys, but I would expect that you'll see a shuffling of the deck at Move.com, good or bad. I don't know. It depends what your opinion is. I happen to like a lot of the people at Move.com. And then we're going to see News Corp move their own people in, and those people are going to have a different mindset than the people at Move.com. So remember, the people at Move.com, for the most part, were very closely tied to the National Association of Realtors. A lot of the products and the services and all everything else that they were developing were as a result of what the demands were, you know, the complaints were, the gripes were, the, the compliments were from agents. And they were very attentive to, for the most part, they're very attentive to making changes. Now, at the same time, it could be argued that Move.com had their arms tied when it, come, when it came to really, um, you know, fighting back against Trulia and Zillow over the past seven years. And that's probably the reason why 
um, you know, if you think about it, what truly has sold for three billion essentially when Zillow bought them, and Move.com, which has uh, owns, you know, manages Realtor.com, essentially was sold for a third of that. So that tells you, you know, in Move.com and Realtor.com, you know, they've been in business for a lot longer than Truly or Zillow. But what happened is they lost their dominance, they lost their market presence, and you guys know for the most part. Um, you know, Realtor.com pales in comparison to Zillow and Trulia, okay? Now, you guys are with me on all this, right? So here's what's going to happen. Uh, not only are Zillow and Trulia going to be coming after you guys to sell you a lot more stuff that has, you know, maybe some value but mostly dubious value, obviously they have to do that to continue to basically report to their shareholders that they're increasing revenue and they're increasing all these other things, even though they're not making any profit, by the way. Imagine how nice it would be if you guys could run a business where you didn't have to worry about profit, right? Wouldn't that yeah. be great? You know, you I, made all your money from selling stock. I mean, I would love yeah. that. Wouldn't you, Julie? Uh, yeah, deal. Sign yeah. me up. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, so, I mean, the reality of it is is that when you have a company like News Corp buying Move.com, yeah, your fees are going to go up. Absolutely. If you're dependent on buying leads, those costs those leads absolutely will increase. There is no reason to believe that not only will they increase, but you're going to see combo packages being offered. Sign up with this, you get this. They're going to be coming after you guys like never before. And if you're solely dependent on buying leads, you are definitely going to have to pay dearly for those leads, even more so than you do now. And this gets back to what Julie and I have been continuously saying to you guys for, you know, students, we've been saying this to you for years. Radio listeners, we've been saying to you this for as long as we've been doing this radio show. The simple fact is, is that if you're dependent on buying leads, you will maybe struggle, maybe you'll get by, but you will certainly will not be making any profit. If you're solely dependent on buying leads and you've not yet learned how to go after your own business, if you've not really taken on the uh, ownership of your own future, then you will not – you could, like I said, you might still be calling yourself a real estate agent. You might be acting as a realtor does, but the reality of it is at the end of the day, your accountant's going to look at you and say, you made no profit. And some of you know the exact – you know, you're in that situation now. Well, you have to take responsibility for that and realize that buying leads is never going to work long term. It's a quick fix. It's something a lot of agents have you know, learned to do because they haven't realized – that there's another way to build their businesses. Julie, help these guys understand. I know in a lot of cases we're preaching to the choir, but you know yeah. we had 50, we're going to fit close to 50,000 people listen to us last month. Okay, with that many people listening, there has to be a majority of them that have never really been exposed to the real, I don't, I'll call them secrets, but they're not really secrets, but the real techniques on how agents really top agents become, you know, multimillionaires. So there's lack of exposure, and so they mm -hmm. fall prey to the lead pushers. How do we cure them of that? How do we get them into a 12-step program? <laughs> well, first we have to create awareness. You don't have to live your life that way. The top producers don't. Top producers know how to create their own leads. And when we say top producer, guys, what we mean from our perspective as your coaches and future coaches is that you're meeting or exceeding your goals. If that means that's 12 deals a year, that's great. If that's 120, that's great. Okay. So how do you create your own business? Well, I feel bad for them, Tim, that nobody teaches you that when you get your license. Most of them, their brokers and their office managers don't teach them that. Some of them are lucky enough to have a couple people in their office that they can look up to and say, you know what, if they can do it, I can do it too. But by and large, you guys have to find your own education. 
That's where we come in. That's where we're here to tell you, if we could do it, you can do it, but you've got to have some very specific techniques and coaching in your head to implement. Because the problem is this. If you're paying for leads now and they become more expensive, that means you have to pay more for each individual lead, which means you have to have more leads to pay for your leads that you're paying for. Does that make sense? <laughs> okay. It's a spiral to financial disaster if that's how you are creating your business. Julie, why is it that agents are not being told that they need to learn the skills to earn their own money versus just basically, you know, hopelessly going into debt buying leads? Why is it they're not being told the truth about how to be successful long-term in this business? Well, I think there's more people selling leads to agents than there are people telling them that they can do it on their own two feet. So every time they Mm -hmm. open their email, there's some other person trying to sell them something. Just the sheer numbers of that going on is crazy. Um, So I think the numbers work against them. And I think the top producers are not as willing as they used to be once to share how they're doing it because they're afraid of that happening too. You know, so, and not everybody's office manager even ever sold real estate, so how would they know? Well, okay, if we really drill down, uh, a lot of the coaches that you guys are considering coaches have never sold real estate either. Yeah, Do you guys realize that? that? Yeah. <laughs> and it's easier, quite frankly. It's much easier. For, uh, as a coach, I can say, go sign up for Truly or Zillow or, you know, name your other lead source. And, yeah, you'll start getting leads tomorrow. That is kind of a cop-out from a coaching perspective, in my opinion, versus well, teaching you how to do things and not just survive on your own, but be a self-generating machine. So, Julie, I mean, you said it's easier to, to you know, whip out your credit card and buy your leads. Yeah. I mean, that's basically Temporarily. what you said. <laughs> Temporarily. Well, explain that. Well, until you either run out of credit, you know, or you can't handle your basic monthly payment, because there, there's a whole other issue involved, okay? You can take somebody, any agent, and have them, you know, whip out their credit card and start buying leads. Do they have a lead conversion script? Do they know anything about buyer prequalification, seller prequalification, pre-listing package, listing presentation, objection handling, negotiating, anything like that? So I don't so care how many leads you're paying for. You probably aren't doing much with them anyway. Which kind of goes back to a lot of things we talk about on this radio show on yeah. a regular basis, essentially, is basically what happens when you get the lead, how long are you taking to call the lead mm-hmm. back, essentially, how is, you know, right. those types of questions, more too, to are all very interesting. But they all get to the heart of the matter, don't they? I mean, people, agents in particular, really anyone in our, I mean, really it's in our whole society if we're being honest, a lot of people just seem to be afraid of work. I mean, is the word, maybe it's yeah. not afraid, I mean, maybe the word's something like lazy, I'm not really sure. Could be. But why is it that, what'd you say? It could be. I mean, it's it's definitely related. It's, some of it is ignorance, some of it is lazy, you know, some of it is just convenience. They think it's just easier to get out that old visa. You know, but what well, happens when they, they run out of room on it? <laughs> well, and they're not being told that there is another way to do it, right? They're not being right. guys. Listen, we there is no such thing as a bad lead source per se. Okay, no. we're not. You know, we're not advocates of one thing over the other. The fact is, is whatever works in your real real estate business is what you need to be doing. And everybody's real estate business is different. Everybody has different strengths and weaknesses. Everyone has different. You know, you might have. Uh, frankly, a lot of you guys have great, you know, sources that you're not fully exploiting and that you just need to learn how to. Others of you want to learn how to over-the-phone prospect. Some of you are really great at generating business online. It honestly doesn't matter how you generate the lead, but if the way you're generating the lead results in you making no net profit, results in you not growing your business, results in you not actually, you know, essentially accomplishing the financial goals that you set out to accomplish in the first place, isn't that after all why you took on the huge risk of being your own boss? 
Well, then, yeah, there are such things as bad lead sources because you can, and a lot of you don't know how to. And let me tell you, I mean, this is something, you know, every business struggles with. It is complicated to figure out basically your true cost of lead because then you've got to factor in, well, is the cost of lead based on just raw lead or closed transaction? I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of pieces and parts into being successful in this business. So the scary part, the hard part to admit is that, yeah, maybe you don't, maybe you need some help. I mean, maybe you're not necessarily using all the best information that you should be to make the best informed decisions and how to grow your business. The litmus test, the real cut through the bullshit, true question you got to ask yourself is you got to ask yourself, am I accomplishing the goals that I set out to accomplish? Okay. Am I making the money that I need to make to meet, not just meet my um, obligations, but also exceed my obligations? Am I moving the ball down the field in the sense that I am increasing my profitability? Now, I didn't say increasing the number of transactions. That really doesn't matter as much as increasing your profitability. In other words, are you making more net profit month after month or at least year after year? These are the hard questions that nobody likes to ask because it shines the brightest of bright lights on your own personal bullshit. And all of us have, right. have that. All of us have things that we try to hide from. I mean, all of us have things in our business that are hard to deal with. You, you know, it's kind of funny. I do this with some of my coaching clients. I'll just ask them the question, you know, and I'll ask all of you listening right now the question, what are the things in your business that you're trying to avoid the most? You know, <laughs> what are the things like, I'll, I'll just throw some things at you and you guys tell me whether or not your teeth start to itch. And when, when you get that itchy, uh, itchy tooth feeling, write that one down, okay? Mm-hmm. Number of contacts you make every day, uh, a pre-listing pack, competing on listing appointments, over-the-phone prospecting to expires and for sale by owners, uh, soliciting your centers of influence and past clients, knowing how to generate leads online uh, without having to buy the leads, knowing how to pre-qualify. I mean, the list is long. So write down all the things that you know that you're avoiding, that you know that you're not very good at. Write them down. Be honest with yourself. And then put a dollar amount by what you're losing by not knowing how to do those things. Now, it's hard to know, right? Because sometimes the numbers are so huge. Like the easiest way for all of you guys to make more money instantly is having better lead follow-up. By better, I mean calling every lead back. Calling every lead back within like 60 seconds. That right there is the – easiest way for you to increase your income right there now if you don't have any leads well then that's a different conversation but what are the things that you know that you are resisting that if you were to in your mind put a dollar amount to those things you could make you know like julie and i did a, this was a while ago but we did a study of our top students trying to kind of figure out basically what the cost of not doing really what we call furiously fast lead follow-up is and it's probably, for most agents, it's equivalent to probably 10 units a year, I would guess. Now, if you're a top producer, as so many of you guys are, then it's going to be closer to you know, 20 or 30. By just allowing the lead to go for 10 minutes or 15 minutes, you're literally losing tens of thousands of dollars. Now, some of the top um, realtors in New York City and in L.A. are Julie and I's personal clients. And those guys, if they screw up pulling up with the lead, it's not 10 grand. It could be like 100 grand. You know, I personally have coaching clients whose average commission checks are close to like $150,000. You know, when they don't get a transaction, that's, you know, think about that, guys. When they follow up or are too slow calling a potential listing lead back, too slow in calling someone calling on one of their signs back, I mean, that is a huge amount of money, isn't it? So, guys, 
for everything that you're trying to avoid, do yourself a favor and put a dollar amount by it and really consider, okay, here we are. It's you know fourth quarter 2014. There's things that you know you need help with. Why don't you ask for help? Why don't you request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com? Why don't we start now? By the way, Julie, I had a great idea for another radio mm-hmm. show. I'll tell these guys about it now. I already wrote sure. notes on this too. So every, most every other uh, agent other than our own coaching students because they know better than to do this, they start the year with a list of things they're going to do. Like they create these own, their own little mini business plans, right? They all start the year with amp, uh, you know, a lot of optimism for the new year. Spring is around the corner. So they're going to do like all these centers of influence, past car, uh, postcards. They're going to da 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 So when I'm uh, asking all my you know, uh, personal clients to do is write down all the things in their minds that they would be doing if this was the start of the new year, today, October 1st. And then what I'm saying is, okay, you guys now are going to take all those activities and you're going to start doing them now. In other words, not just think of October 1st as the start of the following year, but treat it as if it were. Because the reality of it is, guys, is we don't have 90 days left of working time this year. We have maybe three weeks in October, two weeks in November, two weeks in December. For the most part, that's about it. So you need to start thinking about the fact that your you know, new year, if you, in your mind, mentally, emotionally, have it start now, you will roll into 2015 with the wind at your back with momentum versus how most of you do it. You turn around and basically you're trying to walk against the wind, you see? So right now, most of you have great momentum. You've had a great year. You've at least had a better year than you did last year. So the wind is at your back. You've got positive momentum. The worst thing for you to do now is slow down. The worst thing for you to do now is succumb to what all the other agents are doing, which is basically start digging their burrows so they can hibernate until spring. Don't do it. Okay, request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. So we will talk with you on the radio tomorrow. Again, your guys' homework and your homework from every radio show is do as you've been doing and share this radio show. Tweet it, Facebook it. You know, whatever it takes, help us get the word out. Do whatever it takes to help us um, and you share in the wealth that is real estate. It's a wonderful people-helping, money-making, profit-inducing opportunity. In the next 7 to 10 years, will most likely be the biggest and best real estate boom of all of our careers. So help us get the word out to maximize this opportunity. Share this radio show. And remember, you guys need help. A lot of you have not requested a free coaching call yet. What are you waiting for? You can go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. If you want to get hold of me directly, you can send me an email, my private email, which is coachtimharris at gmail.com. Thanks, and have a fantastic day, and we'll talk to you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.